You may find this hard to believe, but 60 songs that explain the 90s, America's favorite poorly named music podcast is back with 30 more songs than 120 songs total. I am your host, Rob Harvilla, here to bring you more shrewd musical analysis, poignant nostalgic reveries, crude personal anecdotes, and rad special guests, all with even less restraint than usual. Join us once more on 60 Saws that Explain the 90s every Wednesday on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Experience the thrilling burst of delicious cherry flavor with the crisp and refreshing Pepsi Wild Cherry. Also available in zero sugar, diet, and mini cans. Pepsi Wild Cherry is the perfect way to indulge your wild side. From a Friday night binge watch to a raucous evening of pizza and sweatpants with your friends, Pepsi Wild Cherry lets everyone get wild their way. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. Gentlemen, welcome back to the Death, Taxes, and Bananas podcast. And today I want to emphasize the death portion of this podcast because that is exactly how I feel right now. Like death warmed over. I wouldn't even say warmed over. I am, that is because I am a corpse or a puddle or just an absolute waste of skin right now because I'm not sure if uh, you guys heard the news. But uh, I've officially turned 41 years old. Thursday was my 41st birthday. I feel every second of 41 today. I'm actually recording this podcast two days after my birthday. And I still feel like um, my soul is on another planet right now. I'm not sure if you saw my Instagram stories, but it was one for the ages. So yeah, forgive me in this podcast if I go off the rails a little bit. If things may not sound all that coherent, I might nod off and take a nap. Who knows? Okay, who knows? But every time I'm in like some state of need, okay, and this goes back to the dawning, the dawn of our relationship. Anytime I'm in a state of need, anytime I'm on the, I need someone to talk me off the ledge. Anytime I just need a, you know, a shoulder to cry on, or you know, somebody to just reach out to for some bountiful wisdom. There's one person that I always keep in mind that I always, uh, that I always call on in my times of need. And, uh, I have brought him in today for this episode of the death taxes and bananas podcast to not just talk me through the rest of today and talk me off a ledge, but to also talk about the incredible franchise that he single handedly started through nothing other than social media. He is the OG of OGs. He is the godfather of the challenge. 
Mr. Mark Long, welcome back to the Death Taxes and Bananas podcast. And the crowd goes wild. <laughs> Berserk. You know what's funny is you said that. Um, I'm glad you credited me for talking off many ledges that you were on. Because Good. what usually happens, I'll let America know what usually happens, is whether you're eliminated or it's something personal or it's something that's really eating at you. When I see John Bananas pop up on my phone, because you're in there as John Bananas, I know you are going to need a little bit of time. So if I'm busy, I won't take it. So I know that you will need a little time because usually it's, buddy, I need to talk to you for a little while. (laughs) And I graciously, you know, I have 10 years of wisdom on you and I feel like I balance out, you know, the good and the bad. And uh, yeah, I'm glad that I am at the top of that list though for those phone calls because you know, it makes me feel good because usually I'd say probably 63% of the time you follow my advice, maybe the other 37%, you kind of go off on the rails. And then I talked to you two weeks later and said, you did not listen to my advice. <laughs> and we've been there too with personal and professional, but happy 41st birthday. I got you by 10 years and an, a little ooch. Um, but wow, what, what, a, what an amazing ride you've had in this whole challenge um, experience. What an amazing ride I've had. I actually, it's funny you uh, mentioned just the old schoolness of it. I'm actually going to post next week a throwback of one of our Fox reality bar gigs. Oh, man. And you, yeah. were, and you were in it along the with The greatest you. bar probably, right? Yeah. It's America's, America's Pub. Pub. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. in uh, St. Louis. But it's you, Paula, another OG, um, Kenny, and Ace. I think it was... What was that one? Good guys and bad guys? I don't know what that was. Yeah, yeah, that was Inferno. That was, uh, yeah, that was good guys versus badasses. Yep. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to throw a little throwback, but what a wild, what an evolution of this shit, right? Right. So, and going back to that, that's when, that was back in the day when the challenge and reality TV was in its infancy and it was a novelty. And it's not like today where there is a reality television show for every single, I mean, group of idiots, job, crazy idea that producers can come up with. It seems like everything now is a reality television show. Back in the day, there was really only three players in the game. It was MTV with the real world and the challenge. It was like Big Brother and it was Survivor. And that was it. And the Survivor and Big Brother came a little late. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So for a while... You know, I remember being on these bus tours for like nine months in a row with like The Miz and Mm -hmm. Eric Nice, and, you know, just it was almost like the Wild West of reality TV because I remember going into TRL with a bus and Britney Spears was performing like on the side street and (laughs) we all had our faces on the bus and the crowd like left the Britney Spears concert were coming up and like pounding on our bus and I remember the the producer coming and going, move this bus. You're ruining in our show it was a TRL moment. But um, yeah, it was great, but it's just uh, what a, it's, it's such a, an era of pop culture, which I love. It even makes like, when I watched that segment of us, even at the bar that we did the thing, like I smiled the whole time. Cause it was such We're a We're going to play time. that by the way, Sasha, make sure we get that clip from Mark. Hey, thanks. I'm here at Houston, Texas at red star for the MTV Inferno three summer kickoff party. And guess what? The party officially starts right now. Here tonight from Team Good Guys is Paula, Ace, and Johnny Bananas. 
series. These Inferno 3 challengers all share a different strategy toward winning. My strategy going into this man was just to prove to myself that I was capable of doing what I could do. Actually, my strategy for this one, I know now, after doing four challenges, that the best thing to do is never be in the front, never be in the back, just kind of hang out in the middle till kind of close to the end. Knowing that we good guys versus badasses, I played the good guy card with slight badass tendencies, and you just kind of sink under the radar until you know that you Well, like, overlay it over the audio as we're talking about it, and can we play some, like, Sarah McLaughlin music over it? Like, right. You and maybe halfway through, put in like an image of like a sad dog, like they always do on those commercials. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's, dude. You know that that those were the days. You you you, the days. you left with some cash. You know, my first bar appearance ever was with you. Yeah. And obviously, like as someone growing up as a challenge fan and as an MTV real world fan, even though I kind of got started late, I it was in college when I started, bro. Like guys like you and. The Miz and, you know, Brad and CT and all these guys like that I had been watching for like years. I wanted to do the real world because I wanted to go on the challenge. So right, of course, meeting you for the first time at the hotel, I was like, like, I, like I was, dude, you were like a celebrity to me. And I'm like, and you were from the second we met, you were literally the most gracious, most humble, coolest motherfucker I had ever met. And I think that's where. Because obviously you meet people, you meet celebrities, you meet people you watch in real life. And sometimes they're super cool and sometimes they're complete assholes. And that was my first introduction into this world. And I think, because I, to this day, get people come up to me and they're like, we, I never thought you would be this nice of a guy. I thought you were going to be an asshole. And this is like people, not even just on reality TV, but like producers from the challenge who have been watching me and this is the first time they've met me or, you know fans, you know, and they, they're like, I just thought you were going to be a complete asshole based on what I see on TV. And they meet me and they're like, you couldn't be a nicer guy. And I've always, and I think that's what I'm saying is I think meeting you for the first time and seeing how that understanding, how that felt as like, you know, a new member of the family, but also a fan to be like kind of ingratiated in that way, I think really made an imprint on me. And I think I've taken that again ahead. And who knew that 18, 19 years later, We'd still be hanging out. And I remember you telling me this was like one of the first bar appearances I ever did. Now, I really got into it. I got in the thick of it. I was doing like 20 a month. But you were like, yeah, I'm on like the tail end of being on the road for like nine weeks. And I'm like, nine weeks of this? And it was, bro, savagery back in the day. 20. I mean, I was doing 20 gigs a month in 20 different bars in 20 different states. Basically, the state of mind I'm in right now, this this fog of war kind of hung over <laughs> haven't fully recovered you know you 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 almost feel like there's like a delay in processing information like i feel like that's the state of mind i would be in for like six straight weeks and i don't think well i know i'm not saying i i, I would not be able to do what i did then now because dude back in when we back in our younger days man i mean you just your body what what that really showed me was the first true test of what you could put, what type of punishment you could put your mind and body through and survive on the other side. And I owe it all to the challenge. Yeah. And it was, um, it's funny you said that because usually like you'll hear rock stars being like, oh, I went to so many cities. I forgot what city I was in, but we literally traveled so much. I would be like, before we, you remember they give you the, the microphone on stage yes. and I'd be like, where are we again? Yeah. Like, what, what city are we? Okay. Hey, what's up? Blah, 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 blah. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like we only hit the New Yorks and the Chicago's. No. It was like, 
What's up, Fort Wayne, Indiana? You know what I mean? Peoria, Illinois. Like, we went to yeah. the most random out of the dude. I, I went to fucking Calgary, Canada. Like, I mean, all over the place. And you're right. And, and what, a, what a good time. What a great time. I mean, great? I, at one point, I was, I, had, I did this thing where I was collecting a shot glass. So every airport I landed in, I would buy a shot glass. And the funny, the funny story, you know, the funny part is you met my buddy, John, the one lived, he lived in New York. Yeah, I would absolutely. always go in, in between my, my, my trips because he lived on the East coast. I lived in California at the time. It was just easier to stay in, in New York. So I'd go, he had a studio apartment at the time because we were in our twenties. I would go and I would just dump all the shit that I'd accumulated now over the last few weeks, like in his clock, like t-shirts, flyers mementos shot glasses and at one point he'd open like the, there was like shit just spilling out of his closet from all the stuff that i would collect and all the bar somewhere buried away i don't think i have them all i saved i think a lot of the shot glasses it just got to be like it was just it was just too much man but so well, the question, never, question of the day is did you party like that style on this past birthday a few days no ago? actually i partied harder okay if i would have partied as hard as i did two nights ago on my birthday Every bar appearance that I did back when I was 20, there's a 0% chance I'd still be alive today. Okay. I think that's one of the things that got me through the craziness back in the day is believe it or not, I just stuck to straight booze and like energy drinks. And that was it. <laughs> now, not to say that I wouldn't go to bar appearances and there would be other things that were offered. Okay. That's how it would right. always start off. You'd show up to one of these little random little hole in the wall bars or you know whatever and the first thing the manager would be like hey man come into my office you go in and he'd be like all right now we had so and so here last week landon was here last week he was on the bar he took his pants off and was hosting <laughs> a hot body contest you're gonna need to top that tonight and then he'd be like is there anything i can get you and i'd be like no nah, man i'm good but what they would always try and do is they wanted to gas you up they wanted to like they wanted you to outdo the person that the was there before you. you, you know and what I mean? It was always as soon as as soon as you entered the common area of the bar, yes. it was let me get you a shot. Yep. Let me yep. get you a shot. Let's mm -hmm. go to the bar. Let me get you a shot. But I mean, I wish I had like you know we have airplane miles now. I wish I had like van miles or like bus miles back in the day because it was great. I remember we started off one time in Nashville and went so many places that ended up in in we ended up in L.A. At the piano bar, they used to have the dueling piano bar at um, in Universal. And I remember the guitar guy from Poison was there. And he actually came back in the bus with us and was like jamming out. It was like, dude, it was like <laughs> the best time ever. And I was like, dude, we're, we're hanging out with the Poison guy. Funny story about uh, bands who love the challenge. I was at a bar. Again, somewhere, God only knows where in the Midwest. And some girl comes up to me and goes, oh, my God, uh, my boyfriend loves you. Can we he wants to take a picture where you come and meet him? I'm like, Fuck, all right. Yeah, no, no worries. Walk up and it's Chad from Nickelback. Yes. All right. And he Love goes, it. bananas. What's up, man? He goes, dude, he goes, my girlfriend got me into the challenge. He goes, so every time I want to watch a shitty show, I put on the challenge. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> I was like, that's funny, because every time I want to listen to a shitty song, I put on Nickelback. <laughs> and after that, dude, we ended up doing karaoke for the rest of the night. Like, he ended friend. up being such a good dude. Yeah. Dude, here's a wild story. Listen to this story. So back in the day, I used to go to the I used to get invited to the Playboy Mansion. Right. Oh, geez. Yeah. So one of the biggest regrets of my life, Mark, to this day was not going 
when when you guys invited. It was you, Kenny, Evan, and Ace. Ace, yeah. And I had a girlfriend at the time. And you guys said, you got to come with us. And I was like, nah, man, I can't, dude. Like, I don't think that would be. And I didn't go. So and- I went to another another party there. It was a 4th of July party there. And a lot of the actors from Friends were there. I used to drive on the Playboy Mansion with my car and drive up the thing. And they would valet my car in the back of the Playboy Mansion, which was cool in itself, right? Um, and the best was you pull up and there's a rock and there's a hidden speaker in the rock. And like all of a sudden out of the rock, it's like, yeah, can I help you? I'm like, yeah, Mark Long on the list plus one for the Playboy party. Oh, come on up. The gates open and my my friends in the car, like giving high fives. So Matthew Perry has this backpack and my buddy's like, oh my God, I came straight from the beach. I don't really have, because we were going to stay the whole night. He's like, here. So Matthew Perry opens up his backpack and like throws my buddy some clothes. And he goes, you're not going to believe this. But we would do like reruns of the challenge and and road rules back in the day when we filmed, like when we were in makeup. And I didn't believe that. Right. So there's actually a a Friends episode during the episode. Chandler, they said something to Chandler and Chandler goes, it's not like I've been sitting around all day watching reruns of road rules. So he has (laughs) that line in the show and they were like big challenge fans. And you never know, like. I think I might have told you the story before I was there and some guy leaned up behind me and goes, road rules. And I was like, and I turned around, dude, it was um, Jeff Goldblum. Yes. Jeff Goldblum looks at, like whispers in my ear, road rules and that voice. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, this is fucking cool. Uh, so yeah, there was a lot. I, I guarantee you with the challenge and even like all the stuff, even your real world, there was a lot of people you know, that's when we, we did a, a for one of the first challenges we did was Kobe Bryant came and did like a guest spot on the challenge. I saw that and Kobe. Yeah. Kobe was a huge fan, dude. It's like when we're sitting down and downtime traveling, like we just watch stuff on and we put on MTV, which was great. I mean, they did the um, they did the uh, what do you call it? The um, uh, doc, the challenge doc, the untold right, stories right. challenge doc. Bro, Kim Kardashian's on there talking about how she watched it growing up. After my real world season, I mean, this was back in 2006, we were at a club in Miami. Will Ferrell's at the table right next to us. Bananas, uh, Svetlana, let me buy you guys your shot. Like, he was obviously Insane, watching. right? Michael Strahan. I saw him at a club in New York called Butter. And I'm like, Mike, let me get a picture with you. He goes, oh, no, Bananas, I ain't being caught dead in a picture with you. Uh, <laughs> and then, dude, at uh, after the VMAs uh, that they had at the Staples Center years ago, uh, we went to this club called the Colony after. That was like the after party. We're at our table yeah, hanging out. The colony, yeah. And um, some random dude comes over. He goes, hey, I got some friends that want to meet you. All right. Go over to the table. It's Jonah Hill and Seth Rogen, who are That's both awesome. huge. And they're like, oh, man, we've been watching Jonah Hill's like, I just got my assistant to get me the last nine seasons. So, yeah, man, it's uh, it's wild. Dude, that dude. is awesome. So my very first ever uh, MTV Awards, this was like. 90s i sat between gwen stefani who wasn't even gwen stefani then she was just getting started she had pink hair and on the left side of me was avril lavigne wow. so i was like it was just like now looking back on it, i'm like again dude that was such a pop culture were you the moment. skater boy that turned that told avril, yes, avril lavigne to see a later boy. boy that was you mm-hmm. she wrote that song about you that was being, you know, it's funny is we ended up, up when I went to see Wes at his house, we ended up seeing Avril Lavigne and Machine Gun Kelly. And I was like, it's just, dude, it's so funny because it's such a small world. Like you said, people coming up to you, like, um, Jamie Foxx and Terrell Owens were at a bar one time and we, we actually sat with them for a while and they just, you know, I, <laughs> well, I, I Terrell know Owens was, more, I'll tell you what, if Terrell Owens was ever a fan of the challenge back in the day, he is not anymore. He ain't now. You remember that? 
that was the greatest moment ever. Thank you, CT. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's just, dude. And I think you know, we just did a whole little bit. But bring it back to like, I think that's why it's such a cool vibe with All Stars yeah. because every song is a '90s song. Yes, every song is a throwback. It just you you bring your mind. You know what I said? You bring your mind like when you're you're hungover. You bring it back to that bar appearance. You just feel like shit. When you when you listen and watch stuff like that, it brings you back to that period of the '90s where like everything was just fun and cool fun. and like it makes you Ew. smile. Dude. Where the hell did we go wrong? All right. Where now everything is so okay. You can't say any, and I've and I've railed about this on on this podcast before. But in this day and age, man, I feel like I'm I, I'm I'm walking in a huge field of mouse traps, blindfolded. Okay, because every step you take, you're like, oh shit, am I going to step on something that's that, that that's going to go off? Because it's it's not like it used to be. Like you said, back in the back in the day, man. It was just a different vibe. I felt like everyone was just having a good time. People weren't going out of their way looking for reasons to get upset about anything you said and you did. And I think a lot of it too, obviously, is back in the day, everything wasn't so instant because of social media. Like everyone can like, if you tweet something, two seconds later, they can get right up your ass about something, right? So like back then, I don't know, it was a different fun time. That's when I think when people watch something like All Stars, they literally, I, I feel like people have said to me, dude, I sit back and just smile the whole time from the music to the characters. Like, um, it's just, it would not to say that it was more real, but it's just, no one had an agenda. No one was waiting to attack someone else. And no one went into this with, oh, I'm going to be a social media star and start shit with this person because it's going to get me a lot of views on Instagram. You know what I mean? I mean, I stepped away after total madness, which I think that was still when 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 things were really starting. That that was I think Total Madness was the last season of the challenge where it was like things hadn't really gone gone haywire. But bro, after after uh, especially after the COVID era was over, going back on TV, it's like now you have to be so careful of what you say and what you do, what arguments you get into, how you yeah. how you come across. If you drink too much, like and fans are like, oh man, things have gotten so boring. Where's all the drama? We want drama, and it's like. You guys got to understand for us, the ones that are putting the drama out there, that is a very risky place to be in this day and age, just because the environment that we're living in now is just not as tolerant to that as it used to be. And the networks as well, they're editing a lot of that stuff out too, because they don't want, you know, to be seen in a certain light either. So, you know, it's, it's, it's it's a crazy world. It's a very, it's a very slippery slope. Yeah. Of balancing a challenge when it shows the competitions to to balancing the house drama. And and, and all a lot of people are like, oh, there used to be so much house drama or there used to be. The, but like you said, you know, the network doesn't want to take a risk on that easy, yeah. either yeah. because guess who gets tweeted? They get tweeted directly to the production company or the network. So I see it from from their standpoint as well. It's just I think the immediate access to all of these companies, like a nobody in a down in a basement yep. can literally fire some visceral thing at <laughs> whether it's Buna Murray or MTV or Paramount Plus or Bravo or whatever, and literally they feel like they can they can get at them, you know, within minutes rather than you know writing a letter and sending it through the mail. Like, oh, I'm going to talk to HR. Like, being on social media is very public, and you got to yeah. kind of like. And I always say this too: look, if you're an asshole. 
your tweets are going to come out eventually. And you're just an asshole. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's your tweets or your Instagram, they show your personality. And it's like someone that goes, Oh, I, I got a really bad edit that season. I'm like, well, you kind of gave them the footage to get that edit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't yeah. feel like I've ever gotten a bad edit. It's just because I'm not a dickhead. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think I, 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 I'm the exact opposite. I have gotten bad edits and that's because I was a dickhead. So, but, but, but you're, you're not saying like, Oh, you know, this was terrible. No, it's no, like, no. If you got in arguments or if you did something, you know, like, Oh, by the way, Mr. Bananas, last weekend, I did a personal appearance with Lando Commando, Landon, but he was stew. We went to dinner the night before. He was super cool. We were telling funny old stories. Like It's like he's still Landon. It's just he doesn't come back and do, do the shows. It's almost sometimes better to, and I'm not saying this in his regard at all, because I think he would come back and he would, uh, he's obviously... When you have those, when you have that set of of physical skills and abilities, those don't go away with age. What right. you do lose, however, especially when you've stepped away from the from the show as long as you have, is the ability. I feel like to operate in the challenge environment because thousand percent the challenge evolves, not just year to year. Okay, season to season, there is an evolution that takes place where the faces change. The game changes, the speed of the game changes, the way to play the game, the drama, whatever. And if you don't, if you don't kind of stick with it, and if you don't kind of evolve with it, and you try and step away for a while, and you get married and you start a family, which I think are obviously amazing things to do. I haven't done it yet, but I give credit to everyone that has. But you see a lot of guys that have done that have difficulty when they've taken multiple years and multiple seasons off of the show to be able to come back, check back in, and competition is going to be competition. But you as well as know as well as I do, the mental game, the strategic game, the social game is 95% of the show. So it's being able to readjust to that and adapt to that that I feel like a lot of people have trouble doing. And I feel like Landon, even back in the day, was never one to really mix it up. He wasn't a drama guy. He wasn't a shit stirrer. He wasn't, you know, chasing storylines, whatever. He showed up. He competed. He kicked ass. He played the game with integrity. And, um, you know, I just feel like, again, like you said, I feel like he'd come and he'd absolutely shit stomp the physical portion. But I don't think he'd really want to get into, you know, the, the, the political nightmare that the show brings along with it. He would love he I think he would love and thrive on some of the cool elevated stuff that we do today. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's that's a lot different than the stuff we would used to you do. would you think he'd come back for all stars more or or one of the like flagship shows? He I, I had this conversation. If it was anything, it would be all stars because of a shorter shooting schedule. Yeah. But he would even in all stars, dude, I think he would absolutely hate the house portion of being there. Because he just, like you said, he's been out of the loop so long. It's like, it's almost like he's like, because it's a fan came up to me at the thing and they're like, this is funny that they said this. They're like, because I was still, you know, I'm still feel like yeah. I'm like young in my mind, even though I'm, I'm my, the number age is young, but like, Who are I you feel telling? like I got a cool outfit on, whatever. Like, I cool. She's like, it's so funny. She's like, because you're like daddy. Yeah. And he's like a dad. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah. It's like, he came with his like, with his polo, like golf shirt. And like, yeah. he looked like he came from work. You know what I mean? So it's like, he's just, it's just, 
he would feel so uncool going back to the franchise. He'd be like, where am I? Like, why don't I have five tattoos? I don't know what age I hit, but now every joke I tell is a dad joke. Okay. Right. It doesn't matter <laughs> what it is. They're like, oh, that's a funny dad joke. And I'm like, all right, first of all, I'm not a dad. And second of all, if I would have told this joke, I don't know what, five years ago, it would just be a normal joke. But now everything is a dad joke. But, yeah. and, and it's funny you say that because I remember X is one. That when we were on X's one, I, that was the first season I think you and I did together. And I think at the time, yeah. X's, I might be off by a year or two, but I think you were like 38 at the time, 38, 39. On X's, I was 40. You were 40. Okay. So I that would have made me like around 30, 30. 29, 30. Yeah. Okay. And I remember like on the challenge, I'm fucking, work, it's just like outside. You're like, I got to work out every day. And I'd be working out. And I'd be like, hey, Mark, you want to work out? And you'd be like, oh, wait, we have a challenge tomorrow. I don't want to be sore, man. I want to make sure that I'm fresh for the challenge. And I'm like, what do you mean fresh for the challenge? Like you, you can work out. You'll be fine tomorrow. Now I get it because yeah. dude, this, this past season, the season before you got all these guys out there. They're the day before challenge, dude, running stairs, lip doing, you know, hang cleans, deadlifts, squats, like doing full on workouts. And they're like, you want to work out? I'm like, no, I'm good, man. I don't want to be sore for the challenge tomorrow. I don't know what it, it could be, run, you know, it could be running. It could be climbing. I'm like, I'm good. Johnny, I'll give you a funny story, dude. It's uh, on All Stars 3. We'd have, a, we'd have a challenge that day. So people, you know, go to bed. They wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't be foolish. But so they go to bed. I'd wake up early at like seven and Jordan would be doing like laps in the pool. Like, like he's like, oh, outside of this, I'm training for a triathlon. So I got to right. keep my swimming up and like <laughs> he'd swim like a half mile before we would go out and do a challenge and i'm like dude i'm like this guy's out here doing portions of a fucking triathlon before the challenge i'm like what is going on jordan's but lunatic. he's also in his you know he's still in his 30s he's jordan's you know, jordan's, young 30s. jordan's a lunatic dude that guy's that guy's yeah, o- only guy i've ever met that one day wakes up and goes yeah i want to be a race car driver now the guy's like literally driving a professional race car Anyone else, I'd be like, I don't believe it. With Jordan, I'm like, yeah, it makes complete sense. He's he he was an interesting guy to, you know, yeah. I um I hadn't had him figured out when he came. I never shot with him and I wasn't really friends with him that that, you know. So like on All Stars Three, I finally could figure him out a little bit. You still didn't know how he was gonna fit, like you still didn't know how he was gonna think or vote. But like I have respect for him because I just know like I had I had him on the podcast that I did for Spotify. And I'm like, because his reputation is so such a good reputation of competing, you know, he, he does go in with some sort of a little bit of anxiety of be feeling like, God, I got to really do well because I'm that guy. And I can relate, you know, I'm sure with the disability of his hand, I mean, imagine growing up and just, I'm sure there was idiots that made fun of him and stuff like that. Like you have to create a hard shell yeah. to like move forward and, and do that. And like, not only did he create the hard shell, but he also just decided to be great at everything. And you everything. know what I'm saying? Like everything. So that's, what's wild, man. I mean, he's never let that. Hold I respect back. him for that. Yep. I respect him for that. Um, it'd be fun to do another thing with him again. 
This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Experience the thrilling burst of delicious cherry flavor with the crisp and refreshing Pepsi Wild Cherry. Also available in zero sugar, diet, and mini cans. Pepsi Wild Cherry is the perfect way to indulge your wild side. From a Friday night binge watch to a raucous evening of pizza and sweatpants with your friends, Pepsi Wild Cherry lets everyone get wild their way. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. As your business grows, you might start seeing some lag. There's too much work for your team, too many different processes, and it takes forever to close the books. If this sounds like you, you should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, and one. 37,000 is the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. It's a cloud financial system that can help streamline accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25, that's how many years NetSuite has been helping businesses do more with less. And one, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves a customized solution for your KPIs. It's like when you come here for this podcast or when you check out your favorite website to gather all the info you need to make better decisions for your fantasy leagues. Well, NetSuite does that for your business and then some. It's one efficient system, one source of truth with everything you need to grow. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash ringer. That is netsuite.com slash ringer. So, so obviously, going back to, uh, going back to All-Stars. This show Big started week last week, buddy. Huge week, all right? We're gonna oh, yeah. t- I, I want to mm-hmm. talk about this show that you, uh, you know, never before had I seen, and it started out as we want OGs, but never before had I seen a simple hashtag, a simple social media trend, be able to launch a brand new challenge franchise, which now has gotten so much notoriety and so much love that it has been nominated for not one, not two, but three awards at the American Reality Television Awards. Uh, yes. The first one being uh, Best Competition Show. The second one being Creative Challenge. And the third one, reality, Best Reality Television Moment. So how tell me that? a little bit about how it feels to not only have been single-handedly created a movement that created a brand new show, but also then have this show be so successful that it has now been nominated for three different awards. Well, you know what's cool about that award show is before they even come up with the nominations that they submit to the public, they shoot out the categories with a group of about 25 shows. And they shoot it out to all industry insiders like executive producers, producers, directors, um, all the media outlets. So they are able to, everyone is able to pick five or six of their favorites. And out of those favorites, then it gets narrowed down to what you see as the nomination. So the fact that you have these industry powerful people or these media entertainment outlets voting us in 
amongst all these huge other brands is amazing because it did exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted it to be different enough where people could watch it and be like, wow, this is this actually, when I sit down and watch this, I feel like it's a little different, which I feel like we've accomplished that. hundred percent. And it's, it's, you know, everyone's like, well, the, the, even the franchise or the USA version aren't on many of the nominations. And it just, it, I guess it goes to the fact that. Do you realize again, the, the flagship show? We can't even win an award at an MTV award show. Okay. <laughs> Let that sink yeah. in. There were we right? a nomination years ago for reality television royalty. And we were up against The Bachelor, Jersey Shore, Vanderpump Rules, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, and then us. Now, this is an MTV Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. But a show that's not even on MTV. Like, The Bachelor's not on MTV. You know, right. the Jersey Shore, I felt like, was the only. Vanderpump obviously isn't on MTV. And it's like, how, how does this work? If we're talking about reality television royalty, wouldn't that mean, like, which show has, like, been around the longest and, and and you know, set and the has bar. set the bar and created a space for all these other shows to operate in? And that was the MTV TV and movie awards that we couldn't even win an award at. That's also the award show I had stolen an award at and um, gotten a little and bit never got invited back? Never got invited back. So if everyone <laughs> ever wants to know why they never see me back at an MTV awards show, that's why. But um, I digress. So, so very exciting. And the fact that it was voted on by these execs and these Hollywood insiders, and then the fact that we kind of stood out because the other, the other kind of franchises aren't on there. But let me read you. So reality TV moment. All right. Let me, I didn't know what this was. So when you go to vote, you click on the reality TV moment. And where do they, and where do they is, go to right? vote? They go to, well, it's on my, uh, in my bio, of course, on my Instagram page. So at the Mark Long, it's in my bio, or they okay. go to vote dot the artists. It's T H E artists, A R T A S.com. The American reality, blah, 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 blah. Well, it says you can also text artists, A R T A S to four zero six nine one. Yep. So, so either one, but let me read you. You're going to love this, Johnny. So I clicked on what the reality moment was, right? Mm -hmm. And you will love this. Let me digress for a second. This please, is what pops please up. Please tell me it was you still having the, the, the stickers from Marshall's on the bottom of your shoes <laughs> on season two of all stars. That Wasn't was that epic? Dude, <laughs> I fucking died laughing. I'm like, if anyone, <laughs> it's so great though. That's why it's so great. It's so great. And it's happened to me. And I loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, it was so great. I thought it was just the fucking man. Yeah. And then I go in there because obviously I got to go there to find my shoes. Which right here, here it is. One of the biggest moments of All Stars 3 was when Jordan Wisely, 31 years old, called out Mark Long, 50 years old, into one of the last male eliminations before the finals. A younger, cocky Jordan prepared a speech about he was going to slay the older dragon and it's gonna make Mark his daddy. So tonight, I'm looking to slay a godfather. Mark, you're up. All right, so Mark and Jordan, come on down. Mark, it's about time. You may be the godfather, but I'll show you who daddy is. Mark ends up beating Jordan one-on-one -on -one and send him home that night. <laughs> the entire house watching the elimination from above was shook. Age conquered youth that night and is considered one of the greatest moments of the show. Dude, so. Back to our guy. He, it was so great because at the moment I'm like, man, he's calling me out. It's so late in the game. You know how it is when it's so yes. close to going to the finals. You're yep. like, and then I'm like, 
I'm like, whatever I got to do to to fucking beat this kid, I'm like, it's gonna like resonate with the house because Derek, everyone didn't want to go against him in the final, whether it was Wes, Nehemiah, Derek, like. It was like if he goes to the finals him. with ha- you don't you the guy the guy's the best pure endurance athlete we've ever had on the channel. Yes, Bar none. A, a thousand percent, and I love Jordan. But the fact that he called me out and I got to send him home that night was fucking phenomenal. And if you do the reality math, right? If there's reality math, right? So he just won this world championships, right? Yep. So the last person I think to send him home on a one-on-one elimination was me. So. I feel no, like I, I share. I sent, no, I sent him home on on. Oh, on, you uh, said was it was it one on one? One on one, yeah, balls in on the on. So Ryan I Maddox. feel like you and I share in that world championship. Well, we share even in more than that. Do you realize I was the first person that Jordan ever called out into elimination on free agents when he flipped over all the kill cards? Oh yeah, yeah. So he that basically was, that's right. This is the second time he's gotten spanked after making the not so intelligent decision to call out a more seasoned competitor than him. But yeah. again, that's what makes this guy such a maniac dude is he's so unpredictable. He's yeah. He's great dude. And it, like I said, he gave me a, he, if he didn't do that, he wouldn't have given me my moment. Like yeah. Derek was like, if you watch Derek during the elimination, he was so nervous because he's the one that voted Jordan in. And he was like, he knew he was going to pick me. And he thought I was going to be so upset with him after that. And I was like, dude, I get it. I'm like, don't even sweat it. So I could have fucking beat King Kong that night, dude. I was so amped and I don't even know what it was. Like I ended up, it was ended up this pulley thing and then doing this puzzle, which seems kind of lame. Yeah. But still, when you're in the moment, you could be doing fucking hopscotch and it still seems like it's adrenaline rush. Line you know how that works. stick fighting. Oh yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so th- Great three moment. awards. Yep. Um, you can, you can text. What was the text again, Johnny to vote? I'll tell you right now. Pull it up. People, if you want to, listen, if if you want to vote, not if you want to, you're going to vote. And because you are living in the modern era where we don't uh, go on websites and click links to vote, we do it over our phones, you're going to text the word ARTAS, A-R-T-A-S, to 40691. So do it right now, because you're all probably on your phones listening to this amazing podcast. And, uh... Yeah, show a challenge all stars. If we can, if we can steal an award, dude, it's going to be epic. Steal? uh, I don't think stealing. I I would say earn an award. We're getting what is rightfully ours. Yeah, so I'm I'm pretty pumped about it. I sent it to the powers that be, and they thought it was pretty cool. And uh, but um, it's just something different, man. It's the evolution. It's the evolution, and like I said, I think there is just something that all stars brings to the table. That no other show really does. I mean, they've tried, I feel like, with other shows. It's funny how many other reality television shows have tried to follow in the challenge footsteps. Because what sets the challenge aside from every other show and what makes it such a unique show is the fact that they bring fan favorites back season after season after season. All the other big reality television shows, the Big Brothers, the Survivors, uh, the Bachelors, they've obviously changed their format a little bit because now they all have all-star shows and Paradise and all these other But that's once in a blue moon, right? It's It's once in a blue moon. And I also think that's why we have the greatest, most loyal, most dedicated, most rabid fan base out there is because these are people who have grown up with us. I can't tell you how many people I meet out on a daily basis that come up to me and they're like, oh my God, me and my husband now have been watching you since your season of the real world. Or 
we've followed you on your journey over all these years. And, you know, they've now have kids and families and, you know, guys that are my age, guys. And I'm sure you get this too. Guys that are my age are like, man, please keep doing what you're doing because I've lived vicariously through you and your adventures. And the fact that you are 40 and now 41 years old, still running circles around guys half your age uh, on the challenge, you inspire me. And I, you know, and I think Johnny, like, look, you're, you're, you stay in shape. You're smart. I think it's up to you when you feel like you want to stop doing that, because I'm telling you, if you keep in, in this path of, of staying in shape and, and staying crisp and, sh- and smart and strategic, dude, use me as the barometer. Bro. I am like, use me as like the bar. Uh, you're, you know what it is? I, and I've said this in the past. I'm like, I'm believe I'm creating my own path because there's no footsteps for me to follow. That's actually not true. I'm actually following in your footsteps because you've been there, you've done that, and you're still doing it. You know, at at at, at 51, which is, I mean, which which is impressive. And I think you you get it. This is what I always tell people: is they're like, when are you going to hang it up, or how do you keep competing, or how do you still manage to bring it? I always compare it to a pitcher in baseball. Okay. When, when a lot of pitchers, when they come up, they, they, everyone's looking at the fastball. This guy can throw, you know, 9,800 miles an hour. That's what he gets. He gets by, which is pure gas, pure adrenaline, pure strength. But what happens is those pitchers, the ones that stay in the, in the, in the league for a long time are the ones that once they lose a couple miles per hour, once they lose some velocity on their fastball, they got to start spotting their pitches. They got to start getting tricky with the way that they pitch. They got to start throwing more junk. They got to keep the bad. They're not going to blow fastballs by them anymore, but they are going to outmaneuver and 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 trick these people into striking out now. And that's kind of where I've evolved my game to. I don't have the fastball that I used to. All right. I am blowing pitches by guys anymore, but I've been able to alter my abilities to a way where now when I go in, I play a much more cerebral game, a much more social game than I used to, a much less abrasive in-your-face game. And now I have, again, been able to make it to finals, almost win finals, win finals with the new junk that I have in my arsenal. So that's kind of uh, that's kind never, of I'm taking my It's funny because through. obviously everyone knows there's these spoiler accounts, whatever. So they, they know shit before we fucking know shit, right, for some reason. But it's funny you say that because when I, when I follow some of these accounts – I never, it just is inherently in me that I never expect to see you within the first 15 fucking people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never, because it's just, you've now figured out a way to adapt your game to be there. You're not throwing, like you said, you're not throwing fastballs every time, but you're throwing a curve when you need to throw a curve. You throw a knuckle when you need to throw a knuckle. And I always expect you to be there at the end, which... It will not change unless you get a fucking, you know, remove your leg or something bad happens to you. It's like, it's not going to change. Like strategy doesn't change. Like, you know, it's like how West strategizes. Yeah. He's still very strategic. So like his mind will not change and your your mind will not change. And I just think it's, um, it's exciting because you know that there's probably many more years left of doing this and who knows where the challenge will go. Like you're saying like people come up to you saying they grew up with you. I love that shit when people come up to me. You know what I mean? They're like, man, I remember your first season of the challenge when you had that alliance with George Washington. And, <laughs> you know, it was just right off the book. No, I'm, I'm aging myself. But, but you know what I'm saying? It's cool to see that. 
And it's yeah. cool to be part of that. And I love the fact, man. And allegedly, allegedly, I'm not going to say it's fact, but allegedly there's another All-Stars coming out sooner than later. And it's just going to be more, more epic. So that's what I allegedly I heard. Already filmed or are they going to film another one? I don't know. We don't know. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, mm-hmm. I love that, man. You know, leave, leave a little allegedly. bit of a, a little, little, cannon, little cannon fodder out there. Little food I for will thought. say this. Johnny, when I go to bed tonight, okay. it's not going to be Mark Long just going to bed. It's going to be three-time American reality TV award nominee Mark Long going to bed. My All dog. right? Just, just remember that. And when I dream, Johnny, I'm not just going to dream Mark Long dreaming. No. I'm going to dream of Mark Long being four-time American reality TV award nominee and hopefully winner. So I'll be I'll be dreaming of the exact same thing because you know what? It's going to be the first night that I've actually been able to sleep and hopefully dream <laughs> since I turned 41. <laughs> hey, but you know what? 41's just like 40, isn't it? Nothing changes but the number, brother. My man, I've always said this too. Grow old, don't ever grow up. And that's uh that's exa- that's exactly where I'm at, man. It's exactly. It's just a uh it's just a number. Yeah, I think uh, that might be a perfect way to end this podcast. For sure, man. But listen, I uh, I want to, again, dude, hats off to everything that you've uh, done for the franchise over the years. Um, you, you're one of the, I think you are. You're the only cast member that has managed to go from being on screen talent to then be, you know, behind the behind the scenes and also producing at the same time. And yeah, you've gotten All Stars now nominated for three different awards. Um, so I can't wait to see. Uh, I can't wait to see where the journey ends, man. Love it, brother. Yeah. Happy Happy birthday again. Get Thank some you. rest. Uh, I plan on it. You and I are going to connect. We're going to connect in the next month or two. Well, we're going to because Rumble's going to be yeah, open. That's what I'm saying. You, it's, in it's August. That's not even a question. That's just facts. It's facts. All right, buddy. Well, listen, man. Thank you for stopping by the Death Taxes and Bananas podcast, where the tea flows like wine and my guests instinctively flock like the salmon of Capistrano. I'm Oprah. I love you. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just... Once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.